Hello and welcome to County Conversations. I'm Tom Oldfather, NYSAC Communications Manager. Today we'll be talking about one of NYSAC's top priorities for this legislative session, and that is to eliminate the diversion of local sales taxes to fund state programs. To help us unpack this issue, we're joined by Dave Lucas, NYSAC Director of Finance and Intergovernmental Affairs, and Ryan Gregoire, NYSAC Legislative Director. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us, Tom. Great to be here. All right, so before we get into the sales tax diversion, Dave, can you give us a little context on the different sources of revenue available to counties and where sales tax fits into that? Yeah, for most counties, there's two dominant sources of revenue. It's the property tax, um, which is raised locally um, and set by the county. And then there's sales tax, which is usually 50-50 split between the two. That's the majority for most counties. In some counties, sales tax far outstrips the, rev uh, the revenue from property tax. It's just the dominant source and it helps to keep property taxes lower. There's still about half the counties in the state property tax is bigger, but you just think of the makeup of the county. It's more rural, there's not a lot of retail, um, so they're gonna have to rely more on property taxes. But sales tax is becoming more and more important, especially since we changed state laws related to collecting sales tax through internet transactions because now the sales tax is collected where somebody orders from. So in those rural communities, this has really been a big boost to their sales tax line. So it's a very important source of revenue. Ryan, as a main source of revenue for counties, what kind of programs and services do sales tax revenue uh, fund and support? Yeah, you know, Tom, that's a great question. Um, and, and Dave's absolutely right. Sales tax is a critical driver of revenue for counties to uh, give back to their community. And they do so in a variety of ways, right? I mean, sales tax helps to fund uh, new construction projects, new new projects, say, in your county park um, to enhance quality of life for your residents. Uh, counties also deliver thousands of meals to seniors every year. And sales tax is a critical revenue source to be able to get congregate and home-delivered meals to our seniors. When you dial... 911 for an emergency, that is a, more often than not, that is a county uh, employee answering that call and dispatching emergency services. That service is provided in part because we collect sales tax or revenue. So it's not like there's just a lot of extra sales tax revenue floating around. Like this is all spoken for. <laughs> to yeah. some degree or another. <laughs> yeah, you know, Dave can can elaborate here, but, you know, NYSAC for a number of years has published this chart um, called the 9 for 90. And oftentimes, in, in, in some counties, 100% of their property tax collection is spent on just paying for mandated state programs. So they rely, to your point, Tom, on sales tax to actually be able to fund all of these other discretionary services that people are looking for. Another important thing about sales tax, too, we can't forget is that most counties share their sales tax with the cities, towns, and villages within the county. Some counties share as much as 50% of all their sales tax with their towns and villages and if they have a city. So it's a really big deal for the towns, cities, and villages as well because they use that money. Sometimes they actually use it to reduce the tax levy directly in their, in their jurisdiction. So it's not just county money. Almost every county in the state shares their sales tax. And typically, we share about 25% gross of all the sales tax we collect. And even in 2020, during the pandemic, 
counties share $2 billion of sales tax with other jurisdictions within their boundaries. Okay, so take us back to the beginning of this policy. So for decades, counties are collecting local sales tax, and they're using it for all the programs and services that we just talked about, sharing it with other levels of government. And then what happened? And then uh, the 2019 state fiscal year budget happened, Tom. And within that budget, uh, there was an inclusion of a program to divert $59.1 million of county sales tax to pay for the state's aid to municipalities program. This is um, a, a discretionary item within the state budget. It's a little over $800 million. It's used to provide um, unrestricted aid to our cities, towns, and villages. In state fiscal year 19, the state decided to make counties pay $59.1 million. And that directly came out of our sales tax collection. I think mechanically, it's it's important to understand how sales tax is administered in the state. It's it, it's a state controlled and administered program, and every time you go to the store and buy something, most things are taxable in the state. If you're at Home Depot and you buy a gallon of paint, you're going to pay tax on that. It's up to the vendor selling you that product to collect the sales tax, and then every month they send a check to the state saying this is all the sales tax I collected, and then the state figures out what zip code it came from or the address and then they send it back to the county. So what they were doing in these diversions before they sent anything back to us, they just took a bunch off the top for themselves at the state level and they went and spent it on their own programs. And as Ryan pointed out, they cut spending in their budget line and then they backfilled it with local resources. It's just a pretty egregious example. So it starts with AIM. So that's the, the first camel's nose under the tent. Mm -hmm. It was a diversion to pay for the AIM program. And then what happened in the 2020 budget with the distressed hospital fund? Yeah, so in March of 2020, we, we really had a fight on our hands. There was a proposal to lift the Medicaid cap uh, for county governments. And ultimately, that proposal was rejected, which is a good thing. However, what ended up happening was this new, was the creation of this new program that diverted $250 million dollars of county and city of New York sales tax revenue to pay for this new obligation, this new program called the Distressed Health Facilities Pool. $200 million from New York City, $50 million from the counties outside of New York City. And that, that new program was actually scheduled to sunset, Tom, on March 31st of this year. Uh, and the reason why that's important to, to talk about is because this was a temporary program to help distressed hospitals during the middle of the pandemic, right? They were, they had to shut down elective surgeries in their facilities. They were facing an onslaught of COVID patients. So this new program was set up to help bolster their loss in revenue. And, um, and it was intended to sunset at the end of this fiscal year. So setting aside, you know, whether this is being used, just to focus on whether it's even a good policy to begin with. I mean, is this has has the support for healthcare facilities ever been a local responsibility? Yeah, it has not, Tom. It's never been a local responsibility. And and frankly, you know, we're talking about a policy that is incredibly regressive 
and puts pressure on uh, middle class and lower income New Yorkers because now they have to make up the difference in the loss of this sales tax. We started off talking about all the programs that this funds. Well, by relying more on property taxes, which is a regressive tax policy, you're forcing middle class New Yorkers and lower income New Yorkers to share a greater burden of paying for these programs. It's frankly, it's unfair for, for thousands of New Yorkers. And if the state, and, and I agree with Dave, you know, these hospitals desperately needed revenue. The federal government has come to their aid. If the state uh, feels that it's still important to continue um, providing additional support to these facilities, then they should be using their own resources to pay for that and allowing us to retain the sales tax so we can pay for the administration of all the state programs that counties deliver. So zooming out a little further, you know, this, this conversation leads me to wonder, you know, if the state can divert or intercept or whatever word you want to use for it, local sales tax revenue to fund this program, what's to stop them from diverting revenue for any program? Yeah, sales tax is the easiest one for them to divert because it's a state-administered program, so they get their hands on it. Um, there is no end. There is no limit to how far they might go under the tent with their nose to uh, use local re resources for state programs, or not even for state programs, just to f backfill overspending in the state financial plan. Uh, and that's basically what they've done with this so far. I mean, we really need to think about this. We went through a pandemic. We went through four or five waves of rising cases, hospitals were filling up, um, people were dying through these surges, and the state never sent a penny from this fund to any hospital provider in the state. And now why we're on the downside of this, they wanna make it permanent. We have a structural problem in healthcare and supporting some of these facilities that really utilize or get most of their funding from serving Medicaid patients. The state and the federal government set Medicaid rates. They're clearly insufficient for these providers, and they've said it many times publicly themselves, that the rates are too low, and that's part of the reason, that's probably the biggest reason why they're in distress. So we need to remember that. We also need to remember, too, at the start of the pandemic, in addition to setting up this temporary fund from, by diverting local sales tax to provide funds to distressed health facilities, at the same time, the state was cutting Medicaid reimbursements by hundreds of millions of dollars including distressed health provider pools. They eliminated funding or took hundreds of millions of dollars out of it. So it was pretty disingenuous, this, even the sales pitch, you know, with the legislature on it, why this was done. They clearly were backfilling their own expenses. We all knew we were facing, we didn't know what we were facing at the beginning of the pandemic, um, but thank God the, the federal government came through with the resources. So Ryan, this, this was passed in the State fiscal year 2021 budget. What happened in this? And we're now working on the state fiscal year 2023 budget. What happened in the 2022 budget? Yeah. So this program, um, in you're you're absolutely right, times Tom. So in state fiscal year 2021, uh, this diversion intercept, whatever you want to call it, um, was written into state law with a two-year sunset. So last year, again. They took another $250 million from the city and counties. The, the problem and, and something I want to highlight is, you know, I, I started off by talking about how many counties, many communities 
are either using 100% of their property tax levy or pretty darn close to that to pay for mandated programs that in some cases we have absolutely no control over. This is a continuation. You can think of it as a continuation of that dynamic. Dave just touched upon it a little bit, but there is no end in sight in diverting county sales tax. And if we start accepting this as policy in the state of New York, and we start using county raised sales tax resources to offset state budget um, constraints, then we're, we're really double taxing our residents. We're taxing them on their state income tax side to pay for state programs. We're using county property taxes to pay for these programs. And now we're using county sales tax to pay for these programs. So there is no end in sight to Dave's point, And this is a dangerous precedent. And so um, in negotiations of the budget last year, um, you had support from the legislature yeah, to remove this, remove this provision but not support from the governor at the time, sure. who is no longer with us. That's right. So this year, what, is, um, what are you doing from your position as an ISAC legislative director to try to um, affect change here? Yeah, so you know we've met with the governor directly and her budget team uh, multiple times now about this issue, about the diversion of, of sales tax in general. The good news is uh, within her executive budget this year, she did fix the problem with AIM. So, I, you know, we have to give her credit for doing that. On the diversion for the Distress Hospital Fund, we have requested a 30-day amendment. Uh, we'll have to see if that, um, you know, materializes. But we've also been engaging with the legislature to say, you know, we understand that uh, you don't want to see this diversion either, right? We also know that the state is going to be receiving billions of dollars in increased revenue that they had not previously accounted for when this budget came out back in early January. So we're going to the legislature to say, use some of these new resources to allow this program to sunset as is currently set up in existing state law. Sunset the provision, include it in your one house budgets, but after that, you've got two weeks to stand firm and make sure this diversion ends and this principle is taking, you know, it, it is, you know, ends. So that's what we're looking to do with the legislature. That's what we've been engaging on. Um, and for our county members who are listening to this podcast, I encourage you to have this conversation with your state delegation. Every single assembly member and senator should understand the principle behind this and why it's dangerous for their community. The county residents that are served by these programs are the same constituents as our state lawmakers. And that's one of the points that we continue to drive home. Right. So if you're a county leader or a county official listening to this podcast, you can reach out to your local state assemblymen, state senators. You can share about this on social media. NISAC has resources on our website at nysac.org slash NYS budget, where you could share, you could share a link to this podcast and tag your local members and let them know that, that it's time for this to, to sunset, time for this to end. So uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, we have Dave Lucas and Ryan Gregoire from the NYSAC legislative staff joining us today to talk about this important issue. Uh, thanks for joining us and be sure to subscribe to County Conversations on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks, Tom. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to this episode of NYSAC's County Conversations podcast. Keep tuning in for more county government-focused conversations, and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.